Hello and welcome to episode 142 of the Loud and Proud podcast, your weekly dose of loud chat, hurling, football, camogie, you name it, we talk about it here on the Loud and Proud podcast. Um, loads happened during the week, um, none more so than uh, a new addition to the Loud and Proud family. Um, happy to report as well, all is going well. That was um, last Monday, so all going well. And then... We had, I suppose, we had John Fox on during the week. I'll give you an excerpt of that. We talk about the halcyon days of loud football, club football in the 90s, involved with the Joes and Defy Sports Apparel. Um, Jim Gavin mentioned later, I'm going to touch on that shortly as well. Um, he was on a podcast during the week, um, ACDC podcast. Um, so he, he talks about that. I want to get into that in a second, but... So what I really want to get into is the, the announcement. I, I was fed up making uh, predictions on the Loud and Proud podcast. Well, I kind of did a few, but I did a... When it comes to COVID and making your pandemic predictions, it's just bet you're better off staying away. And especially with this, but... It came to pass during the week that... Um, the, obviously, the the, um, the the county boys are allowed to start training on 26th of April. But the, the, um, the league is starting. And it, to... I just I'm going to talk about the the road the roadmap how it's going to get back and all that. But what I want to talk about is how it affects Loud. So I'm going to go beyond the actual fixtures and what have you. But Loud will will be playing in the league in that league format. They'll be playing their three games against Antrim, Sligo, and uh, Leitrim. Those three teams will be in it. And then on top of that, then you're going to have either if you finish in the top two, you're going to be playing the semi-finals for a final. Um, and then if you're in the bottom half of that, you're going to play in a relegation final, shield sort of a job. Um, even though we can't get relegated, but it's a, there's going to be a shield competition. That means there's going to be five games in the National League this year. And that, that's going to be starting, it looks like, yeah, the 20... Loud will probably be out, to, sorry, the 15th to 16th of May, that weekend. Uh, I don't know who Loud are playing first. I don't know. I must actually check that out. Maybe it's not been... I don't know whether it's been released or not. But I think... The uh, actual championship draw is going to be made the week, the week after next. I think it will be a morning Ireland. I think the, there's a draw in the morning or maybe today if you're listening on the Monday. Um, so, and then the uh, championship itself, it's a knockout championship. Um, same as last year. So just one game, no backdoor, um, no Talton Cup and no qualifiers. Uh, and then there'll be no actual league final if Loud are playing out fix out the following weekend, which the more than likely will be. Um, we we'll be we'll be, we'll have just played a semi final to to more or less take our place in the promotion. Because um, there'll be no final if we're if we're play, if we're out the twenty sixth, twenty seventh of May, which more than likely are because we're probably the lowest seeded in uh, the Leinster competition, similar to last year the way we took on Longford. We probably be out first, so we probably we won't be playing. That's what they say that you, if you're playing the following weekend, you won't be, uh, you won't play in that, uh, in that f- league final. You'd just be automatically promoted, which w- would probably suit. But you you think that, and then you, you you look at the the kind of overall viewpoint of the, of the Mickey Hart era, and you're thinking, like the qualifiers, no qualifiers is a bit of a disaster. Um, because you want more games you want to extend your championship run that's where you earn your cut and trust and that's where Mickey probably gets his best out of lads similar to the Talton Cup as well um, 
I don't know why they don't, why I don't know why they're not playing that competition. Like really and truly, like now is the year to kind of introduce it, get it in there, especially when. Say that first weekend, that but that last weekend in May, you're wiping you're wiping nearly sixteen teams out in that first weekend. So a lot of those teams, you'd be looking at um, eight or so teams for that Talton Cup. Why not play it for over two weekends? What's the point in rushing it off like it's simultaneous to the to the All Ireland Cup, All Ireland run? I don't know why 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 they're not looking to facilitate those weaker counties. For that's what that's what the competition is. It's four weaker counties. It is a weaker counties competition. Uh, and we're in it, so I don't know why it's not been pushed. And then they all, they come out then and says we're not going to be play, we're not able to play the qualifiers because of um, it would take an extra three weeks. So they're running the whole the whole competition, which the top league and championship thought what it was going to take twenty seven weeks to, to squeeze it down to twenty. But uh, I don't know. I'd be mad if I was Mickey Hart that they didn't push for the least status because it means there's no um, qualifiers. It means now that there's uh, no Talton Cup. So Mickey Hart, look in his first year with Loud, he'll have minimum uh, four games, five games. Sorry, minimum five games, including the championship. He's gonna have one game in the championship at least, and um, depending on the draw, um, you'd like to think that if they go on a good run in the league, we pick off and win another championship result. Um, it's similar to the Hurling as well, except there's no um, there's no um, English-based teams. In it, or those counties teams aren't in it, so there's not a good chance as well to get uh, some silverware. And they're guaranteed a minimum of two games, but uh, that's different for uh, Paul McCormack and his horrors because he has that continuity. He knows who's who he has available. He'll be working with them like since well before this. He, well, not that he'd be working with them, but he, he knows the personalities. He knows inside and outside of the panel and what way they work and and how to who to get right and who to get in maybe who maybe he knows the landscape the 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 local landscape and he knows his panel that what needs strength Mickey doesn't he might have looked at other teams looked at other games of club action and that uh, but I don't know I don't know it's it's just, just a layer of just fallen a little bit short now I know Sligo will be in the same and, and Antrim will be in the same hand as well but it's just a bit of a killer to be honest because you want more games the better than the county I know you're saying, oh, what about the club show? As soon as Loud get thrown out, we get the club going. Yeah, that's true enough, but there's still time enough for the club championships. Um, because you're looking at the county, the, the, the county club championships can all begin on uh, from August on. But if Loud are beaten in the championship, you can start in 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 uh, July, early on. So if, so if not, not yeah. So if Loud, if your if your team is exiting the championship, Loud, Loud win or maybe to go to the Leinster final. The Leicester football final. I do. I have the date here. Yeah, it's on the. It's on the. Yeah, the first weekend in July. July, I think, or August is it? August week thirty one. Hang on a second till I check that. Yeah, first weekend in August. I had to check that because G have it. Have all, they're given the calendar out and it doesn't have the t- the the one at the top. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, that's August, so we can get the championship going before that. Um. Uh, the like the All Ireland finals are going to be played the uh, the last weekend in August. The hurling is going to be on the weekend beforehand. So that from then on, you have intercounty action. This is dependent if we're in a level three, uh, but the way the outdoor sports is fine and the vaccines are being up slowly but surely that we're, we're we're getting out there. You'd like to think that um, 
you play you play the right you play your championship off so or you play your um your league just before that if when Loud gets knocked out so you're gonna it's a case of right how is this gonna affect Loud clubs you're gonna have cl- clubs um waiting and just waiting if Loud get knocked out bang let's get ready so Loud, Loud play that that weekend 26th of May Loud will be clubs will be right on standby right maybe it'll probably get on a week's grace. For the club player, for the player to get back with their clubs, I don't know, but just looking at that, loud club players will have to be on the uh, red alert for the red alert, red alert. <laughs> uh, just thinking of the snap, uh, the van, but um, yeah. So getting in there and getting ready to start, getting ready to go with the league campaign. If they do a league campaign, I don't know, there's nothing been uh, confirmed yet. But there's 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 weekend like why would you not have left the county club championships in that um, September August. September kind of on, and then played the, played that championship or that um, that elite status of a Talton Cup because it could be a case of Logan knocked out in May, and then well, the country's still not in level three, so the for the, so the club footballers can't get back, and you know waiting then for the rest of the year for something to happen. And there is provisional club championships; they're 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 named on the the final couple of weekends, November on, in the end of the year, and then the finals will be played the following February. So that's good to see for the likes of the you would have you would have thought the brides would have went well in the intermediate Leinster intermediate championship this year, and uh, the Martins and the first voyage into Leinster would have been very interesting to see, and then down at junior as well like it would have been really really nice to see how um how William Woods and that would have got on for Tohor in the in the in the in the junior in championship they have a bit of experience there as well. Uh, haven't been there for the past couple of five, five years ago. Yeah, in the, in the junior rankings, in the junior lens, so we wish they would always do quite well in. But um, yeah, that's it. That's kind of the report I have um, on the the roadmap and what it means for Loud. Bit of a stinger for Mickey Hart not getting more and more games or the opportunity for more and more games. The possibility of Loud club footballers still be left idle and waiting around for that go ahead in August. Um, but then the league could jump earlier. A bit of a headache for the CCTV, or <laughs> CCTCs, um, making the fixtures in loud. But um, yeah, right, that's it. I'm gonna, we're going to have a bit of an excerpt from John Fox's interview from Defy Sports Apparel. He was on during the week talking about the Joes and talking about the 90s football. And uh, I'm going to touch on a little bit of that now. And then we get into it. We'll finish with Jim Gavin. Like the, the current generation, you know, if you really want to enjoy life, you need to play football in the nineties because it was <laughs> it was a special it was a special time for for loud football. Um, club football was very strong. Our county team was was decent. You know, we were, de- we were decent. We were Division Two status, so we were, you know, we were we were competitive against all teams around the country. But you know. From a, you know, from a club perspective, you had the clans who were exceptionally strong. They had seven or eight inter-county players and were favourites for the championship every year. You had Sabanon, who were a wily bunch, well-drilled, well-marshalled by the Rileys in the middle of the field. You had um, you had teams like Cooley, who were predominantly, who were, who were traditionally strong. You had the Blues, who were a traditional team. You had teams like came to the fore in that era. It was the Lear. They were yeah. another team similar to ourselves. Pacey, Martin Farley, Watcher Malone, these guys. You had teams like Hunterstown. Hunterstown were a very knacky football team. And, Look, you know, you, yeah. really had, you really have your wits about you. 
to beat them. You had RD again, they were exceptionally talented. They they hurt us once or twice themselves. You know, they had a very slick forward line with Alan Doherty, Mihal Malone, you had the Rooney's, you had the Keenan's, Brandon Cairn. So it really was uh, you had the Gales and the Dock who got to the final in ninety two, semi finals in ninety four. So yeah, you listen, you had to have your wits about you. Um, and you really if you won a championship you you you, you deserved it. And even Kilcarely as well, because I was counting up the teams. They give eight or nine teams that play yeah. in the senior final. And yeah. that, op- that openness probably adds to it as well. I really enjoyed that chat with uh, John. I, I really enjoyed learning about the 90s and all that, doing a bit of research on it. If you liked it, or if you haven't listened to it, or you think you would like that, sign up on patreon.com forward slash loud and proud there'll be more interviews like that and this week I'll be doing the Why Do We Hate Darva podcast as uh, loud people as loud fans as loud GA supporters why just why do we hate it? I have a list of reasons and maybe justifications and maybe uh, a couple of truths and maybe some harshness that probably needs to be qualified um, and I'm going to do it all this week on the patreon.com uh, for, yeah forward slash loud and proud you can sign up there Right, so uh, I mentioned at the top of the podcast that I'll be talking about Jim Gavin, the, the one and only Jim Gavin. Now, I know I, I harp on about this a lot, um, this game, this this dramatic, mystical game. Um, I actually had Derek Maguire on the podcast, his podcast, if you want to check it out. We actually talk about this game. His father was manager, um, but um, did a really good job, actually, that year, Kieran Maguire. Um, but... I harp on about this game. It was the Loud and Dublin under 21 game, under 21s at the time, in Dowdles Hill in 2010. And it was, uh, it was a really key game because Jim Gavin was the manager of uh, Dublin at the time. And I remember saying it to Derek McGuire. I remember saying, I remember saying it to me, to my brother. My brother was on the team, Pudge. And I'd say to him, like, you could have fucking ended this Dublin machine by beating Jim Gavin. And I was listening to the podcast during the week, the ACDC I'm Shaw podcast, um, Jeremy Connolly and uh, John Courtney, they have a podcast together. It's all right. Uh, but this was really fascinating with Jim Gavin um, because Jim actually admits to it himself. Uh, and have, have a listen and I'll, I'll touch on it at the end. So yeah, we kind of my first year kind of stumbled, and then in, in two thousand and ten, um, even in the opening round of that year, it was a bit like it was a bit like uh, a bit like the two thousand eight campaign. We were played uh, a really good loud team up in Dundalk, and uh, Lockhart Swally from Aaron's Oil. Yes, like we've had we, we've had some harsh sentences off in the in, in in the past. This was a really, you know, a really harsh one. So. Um, we were going down the stretch. We 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 just couldn't score that day. It was one of those days. Five minutes left. We're three points down. I'm into my third season as under twenty one football manager, and like here we go again. But um, uh, Johnny was captain that day, and I, I can still see it in my mind's eye. Um, he goes down the right hand side of the pitch. He goes past me from left to right. Tacking into the loud into the loud uh, goal. This stage there's a point in it, like it's in. Uh, the game is finished. The crowd are going nuts. Referee kind of says, you know, I leave. I let it go one one last play. 
And Johnny from about 35 yards out swings it over the bar, over the black spot. <laughs> and uh, it matches drawn. And we're meant to stay in the pitch. Well, I said, I'll get into the restaurant. room. And as I'm going off the pitch, I get a little, little shoulder, little, well, good old shoulder from Macker, because I'd taken Macker off right. in the second half. Because he, he said, what, what are you doing? So it just wasn't your day, James. Who's this, John McCarthy you know, now or James? No, James. James. <laughs> James. Yeah, James. That was his, James. That would have been his, um, uh, he would have been an under 20 at that stage, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, so we had a bit of, a, we, we had a few words anyway, going across into the dressing room and I like, said, you ready to go back on yet? How's the headspace? Oh, you know, you know, James, I'm ready to go. So I made a couple of changes, James went back on and, and we won that game. But, um, like that's how close things were. We, we we marched on. Yeah, marched on indeed to beat Donegal in uh, in that year to beat Westmead in the in the Leinster final and to beat uh, Donegal, uh, John Heslin's Westmead and then Donegal in the final. Michael Murphy's Donegal. If ever if you remember that they like, he smashed the crossbar and uh, with a penalty we could have won it. But uh, just a couple of things to pick up on Jim Gavin that that, that point. That Johnny Cooper kicked over the bar. That uh, I can still see it in my mind's eye as well. Just the way he had, just it was like Johnny Cooper, not known for kicking points, not known to be a good footballer. He's just a really, really good defender, really good of dog, and really good leader. But he showed pure leadership that day um, in kicking that point. I'll always remember that in the bottom end in in Hill, not the road end, and it was a tough angle. And you thought Laird had it. Um, Really thought we had it. Um, great, great, great chances. And, and then just before I move on to the loud team, Macker J- is James McCarthy, and just to see the personality there, I didn't know that obviously, but I, I looking at the the um, looking at the uh, the match report, he was taken off after thirty five minutes. Five minutes into the second half, he was whipped off, and just you can see his personality there, James McCarthy, why he is who he is. To come and go back at his manager Jim Gavin um, at that time and say right put me back on put me back in hitting up his shoulder or maybe I'd say it was more like a head to head or squaring up to him and putting his views across but he did it Gavin had the maybe the tactical acumen to pull him in back in he seen this fellow wants to go he's good for road um, especially Jim McInerney destroyed him Jim was just unreal that day I think he finished with two three that day he started away a penalty. No, maybe maybe it's a different game. He got through three hundred. The report here in front of me, but it was tough for Jim. Um, would have been really tough for Jim. He scored one two. Sorry, two three against Wexford the game before. But it would have been tough for Jim because he went went to school in DCU, um, college in DCU again. Them boys, Cooper and uh, McCarthy, in the half back line, and like. You know yourself. You're, you're, you're. He wasn't getting in the the college side at the time, and then you see him. He's coming up against the team in the college that he's going playing freshers against or freshers with, and he can't get in the team. And then he puts sticks it to McCarthy at that time, and uh, he's outstanding. Uh, also, another thing. I don't. I don't know why uh, Jim referenced Lockins for Healy getting sent off because it was Darren Elson. Um, that got sent off the um, the fellow who's gone on now to play fairly well for Ballyboats and Enders and Dublin as well but um, yeah so on uh, getting to the Loud team 11 of that team play, has played championship for Loud um, Craig Lynch was in goals um, in the full back then my brother then Todd Ballon then Decky Bourne 
and then Mickey Mickey Woods, um, James Craven, Liam Shevlin, Jason Clark in the half back, then Colin O'Hannon and, and Peach Calliff in the middle of the field, um, Andy, Jim, and Derek McGuire in the half forward line. That's a hell of a half forward line, isn't it? Uh, Kevin Rogers, Peppy Smith, and Niall Conlon full forward. So eleven of that team played championship uh, for Loud at senior level. Um, Shane O'Hanlon came off the bench. He missed. He spawned a great chance at the end. He he played. He's other to played. So twelve of that squad played uh, into county for Loud. I know uh, my brother J- Jason Clark and uh, Colin O'Hanlon were f- in around the panel as well. So that was a fair bunch of players. Um, to go through it, like to go through from loud at that time, and it was such a good game. It always sticks out. So I just want—I was just when I heard Tim talk about, it, I was like, Jesus, I'm not going mad in the head here. So he felt it as well. Um, who did Dublin have on that team? Um, uh, actually, I'll let I'll let Jim answer this one. It is, yeah, and, and again, when you look at that team in, in 2010, Rory obviously met it. Darren Nelson was there. You had Nicky, you had Johnny, you had Dean Rock. Dean Rock, like, that's it. Like that, Macca was there, and that's like that's it. So, so yeah, and, and another, lad, another lad that that played very well, and that was uh, Nicky Devereaux. He was he was the other he was the other halfback. So much pace in that Dublin side. Gary Sweeney as well. He's mentioned in the podcast. If you want to go back and if you want to listen to that podcast, um, really, really, really good player at the time. For unbelievable, probably one of the best underage players I, I, I've ever seen, and just goes off the ball. Was scores a really good goal in the final, but just. Has a bad injury, goes off the ball. I actually think he's playing football in Ashburn now, for Dunmore Ashburn. Uh, never fully recovered and never lived up to the promise, but unfortunately, not not due not his fault, you would say. But that, yeah, that was Jim Gavin. That was the the Loud and Proud podcast. Hope you enjoyed listening to us. Um, episode one hundred and forty two. We keep on trucking. We looks like we have football on the horizon. So we and Horland. So we have plenty to talk about then. Plenty of games to preview. Plenty of games to react to and have talking points. Um, gladly but thanks very much for sticking by thanks very much to all the new people who signed up during the week and um, still to sign up uh, gladly have you on board and you can listen to all the other hundred odd episodes there um, as we build up and have a look we have more interviews and we'll have uh, like I said that Darva podcast this week patreon.com forward slash loud and proud but if not I will chat to you next Sunday and uh, mind yourself and if you can't mind someone else as well good luck bye sing it loud sing it proud today